any given messy church day for us, we'll have um, our 70-year-olds um, playing alongside our five-year-olds with youth serving as helpers and kind of interacting. And so, you know, we end up with five generations, not just in the same room, but interacting with each other in a way that they're talking about faith um, and they're practicing faith together. In my work as a pastor and pioneer of new things, I get to work with, coach, and learn from others, tilling soil, planting seeds, and praying for rain as we dig in and engage our communities for the mission of God. Join me as we share stories from the field in the Common Ground Podcast. You're listening to the Common Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Jalad, lead cultivator of Fresh Expressions here in North Georgia and of the Common Ground Network at Mount Pisgah Church. I'm excited to get to share with you today my friend, Johanna Myers, who is involved in the Messy Church Movement here in the States that shares a lot of the same DNA, I guess you could say, as a Fresh Expressions movement. And so um, I'm, I'm excited for her to introduce herself to you, tell you a little bit about how she got involved in it and about what Messy Church is. So Johanna, thank you for agreeing to this time together and welcome to the podcast. Would you introduce thank yourself you. to everybody, tell everybody where you're at? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me talk about Messy Church. I always love getting to talk about Messy Church. Um, I am Johanna Myers. I am the Director of Disciple Formation at Aldersgate United Methodist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. And I've been here since the summer of 2009. Um, I am also someone who helps lead a Messy Church here at Aldersgate. And from my connection with that, I have in the last year um, come on board with Messy Church USA, um, which is a national nonprofit organization to help messy churches start, sustain, and connect across the country and really across the world um, because messy church is very much a global movement. Um, so I've been with that organization for just under a year, and what a crazy year it's been. Um, it's been messy. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, and thankfully we are, you know, something that's called messy church by nature. So we, you know, it makes things a little bit easier, I guess. And I love the name. It it feels so accessible. Messy church. Like we're like, yeah, we all know it was, we all knew it was messy before, but now it's just absolutely obvious. (laughs) So it's funny you say that because we have a lot of folks who are like, we just love this, but we really don't like the name. Like we don't, you know, they're, they're kind of highly offended by the idea of church being messy. Um, And I'm like, dude, you've not hung out in the behind the scenes of a church lately. have you? (laughs) Because it is never neat and tidy. Um, and there's something just kind of gracious about being part of, of something that is called messy. Um, mm-hmm. For type A's like me, Enneagram 3's, you know, who like everything to be kind of look good and, and mm-hmm. be just right. Um, when it's called messy church, there's just this gift of being able to say, well, it's messy. And oh, that didn't work. Well, okay, we'll try it again. And um and in an organization that values creativity, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So, I, you know, my full-time job has been a pretty traditional mainline church. Um, and we get to do a lot of fun things. And, and they're really, um, you know, they're great. But it's also fun to be a part of, you know, this, this whole messy movement where 
we can be really creative. And so tell um, tell everybody like what what is Messy Church? Why sure. might it be called Messy? And then how did you get involved? Like what was your on ramp to this? Yeah, so Messy Church started in the UK back in 2004, um, and I think their startup story is probably very similar to a lot of ours as we've engaged in some kind of fresh expression. Um, they had a very small church in a thriving community, and there were a lot of people you know, who were never going to set foot inside the church doors, and they looked out into their community and said, okay, Sunday morning, traditional, you know, Sunday school or, or worship is never going to be the entrance point for, you know, the community. That's just not going to be, you just don't go out and on the street and say, hey, do you want to come to Sunday school? Um, maybe in some churches that works, not so much. And for most of us, I would say. Yeah, the and, world's changed a lot. I mean, the world yeah. has changed a lot since it was, um, you know, you move into a town and you find a church and you, you're you there the next Sunday, right? That's just right. not the world we live in anymore. Right. And work schedules for parents mm-hmm. and um, and just family, like mm-hmm. life. Sunday morning is not always, you know, the time that, I mean, it's just for all these different reasons. Yeah. Um, Lucy Moore and her husband, Paul, who was the vicar and some others just kind of embraced the idea that Sunday morning isn't going to be the thing. So what what do we do to engage our community in a way that we can share the love of Jesus in new and inspiring ways with um, with just this whole community? And so Messy Church was born and they had such kind of success with it on, you know, on their kind of local level that other churches began to kind of call and say, you know, what is this and how do you do this? And um, so they started kind of sharing from there and, you know, look at us now. We um, Messy Church USA has been around for three years. There's a Messy Church Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Germany, the Netherlands, Denmark, you know, you name it, like Messy Church has kind of popped up. And I think Lucy would be the first to tell you that never in a million years did she mm-hmm. expect to be running this kind of global organization around, you know, Messy Church. But here we are, because I think so many of us are in similar positions, right? Like yeah. my church is a pretty decent sized mainline church. I mean, there's, um, we're not super small. Um, we're in a thriving kind of urban area, not, you know, kind of a little bit in the suburbs of, of a great downtown city. Um, but we're right smack in a neighborhood. We have a child development center. We have an elementary school that's in our backyard. They literally, we share, you know, share a parking Mm -hmm. lot. Um, and those families are not you know, the same thing, like they're not going to come necessarily on Sunday mornings or to Mm -hmm. Sunday school or, or to, you know, whatever. And so we had great working relationships with the CDC and, and with, um, with our child development center and with the elementary school and, and whatnot, but it was on a very kind of surface level, you know, kind of surface level relationship and just kind of basic missions, basic, you know, kind of outreach, but nothing overly spectacular. And, I had um, I have a lot of friends in the UK and um, just had heard kind of briefly about Messy Church and it, it, my Christian education heart was kind of like, ooh, this is, tell me more about this, you know, but, um, but it really was in the back of my head and we hit a point in 2013 and in this church um, where we'd been through a rough transition um, 
really several rough transitions and morale was really low. Um, there's just, there's a lot of frustrations um, and a lot of hurt, um, which happens. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of part of, of church life and life together. Um, we had a lot of families that chose to stay mm-hmm. in our church, even though it was hard. Mm-hmm. And they were really on my heart. Um, and then I kept kind of looking at like where we were located and how there was so much that we could be doing in our mm-hmm. community that we just hadn't kind of crossed out into mm-hmm. into that. And so I really started praying about what we needed, um, what was next, what model was out there, what, you know, just what mm-hmm. could be, um, I don't want to say the answer, but at least a next step. And yeah. I'd been a part of a church that had in a similar kind of timing, started a, a new children's ministry. And I was really proud of the work that we had done with that children's ministry. But I also saw how, while the children's ministry was wonderful, it didn't make connections with the parents mm-hmm. or the grandparents or the whole family. Mm-hmm. And so it was this kind of sense of, all right, that was good, but is that right? Um, and and what, you know, what mm-hmm. else is out there? All that to say, looking for a more holistic approach because, yeah, I mean, it's it's shocking, but you know, if you're a part, if you're in a church long enough, you know that not only do students, our middle school and high school students, come to church on their own and their parents are never a part of it, but oftentimes kids get dropped off (laughs) at church and there's a disconnect from the family, Um, and over time that might translate to something, but. Um, right. You know, more often than not, that's not the case. Exactly. Exactly. And and how do we reach whole families yeah. and whatever shape or form those families take? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can no longer expect families to look like, you know, mom, dad, 2.5 kids and a dog. Right. right? Like, right. that's just not. So, so what do we you know, what's out there, you know, what, without recreating the, the wheel, reinventing the wheel, what's kind of out there? And. Um, and really after kind of some extended time of, of prayer and um, just kind of some research and looking around, I came back to Messy Church and the more I read and the more I learned about this movement, the more I was convinced that this was the right thing at the right time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, honestly, the rest is history. We have, a, at least prior to COVID-19, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least pri- prior to um, kind of February um, or March of 2020, had a thriving um, messy church that had embraced um, so many from within, you know, the two schools that are around us. Um, we were starting to see families that were kind of returning for messy church on a regular basis. Our engagement level and our community has bumped up, you know, drastically. And I you know, from my perspective on staff, I can look back and say, we have made decisions in the last kind of five years, four years that I don't think we ever would have made Mm. prior to starting Messy Church that don't necessarily seem to have anything to do with Messy Church, but our attitude and our kind of place in the neighborhood changed so Mm. much because of, because of Messy Church that we've actually embraced. um, We have two after school um, ESL programs that are running in our, in our church facility. And we didn't start them, but we opened our doors to them in a way that honest to goodness, 
this church wouldn't have done 10 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because we see our relationship with our neighbors so differently. Yeah, and I, I really, so I put it, you know, I, I can, I can see that there would be some people who would argue with me, but from my perspective, like, I really feel like messy church was, was a turning point for us. And yeah. so, um, it, yeah. it was, it was a, it was a willingness. It was a step in the direction of thinking about what we call church differently. Right. Um, because I mean, that's really kind of the, um, uh, the stakes that are put in the ground or the walls that go up, right? Well, this doesn't look like what we call church. Right. Um, which I love the exercise we do in, in our Fresh Expressions Vision Days, the what is church exercise, where you have like a whole list of things that we associate with church that aren't necessarily uh, necessities to being the church, particularly if we read the book of Acts, right? Um, right. But, but we get so hung up in what we, what we call church that anything that looks differently than it, um, we're, we question, which is right. really, which is really um, interesting to me when we consider that Christianity is a worldwide uh, religion and relationship that has many different expressions across the globe as to what people would call church. Um, so it's it's really interesting, uh, but but I would say that by virtue of them um, and you leading them into that that possibility and them seeing the fruit of that, it's it's something that happens incrementally over time, right? It's not something Absolutely. I wish I wish it was like a magic pill and like everything <laughs> right. changed overnight, but um, it's that life on life engagement that you mentioned, that incarnational relational yes. witness yes. that not only. I mean, we all we all tend to think of how we're going to go and do this or how we're going to reach, I'm using air quotes, reach people or engage people. But at the same time, I think we diminish the significance of how those relationships are going to impact us and what it means to be followers of Jesus and what that looks like in um, in our own lives and our places of of discomfort and um, and the un- uncertainty and unknown and how those things really do change us. Um, right. That, that exactly. The comfortable, um, I can anticipate everything that's going to happen next environments, frankly, don't. <laughs> right. Right. And so you brought up the relationship point. And, and I will say that as much as Messy Church has been, has helped us kind of reach out and, and build relationships with our community, one of the most beautiful parts of Messy Church at Aldersgate for me has been watching the relationships before, form between our older generation and our younger generation, our kids and our youth. Um, so I probably should kind of step back and say, well, what, what exactly is Messy Church? Um, and so just the so Messy Church is a form of worship. Um, when I'm leading a training or, or kind of talking about this with a church that's exploring Messy Church, I would say that it is like um, there are kind of two different ways you can look at it. Um, you can look at it as starting a, another worship service. So, you know, an afternoon worship service or an evening worship service on a time other than Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can look at it even as um, if you're feeling really ambitious um, as, as, as planting a church, mm-hmm. um, because it's entirely possible that your congregation that attends Messy Church is not going to be the same as your congregation that attends on Sunday morning. Yeah. They will run kind of parallel to each other. And while there are great crossovers between them, the goal of messy church is never 
to funnel people from messy church to, um, and I'm using the air quotes now, but yeah. big church, you know, or like, yeah, right. or the church, you know, right. so, real church to real, exactly real yeah. church. And, yeah. and so I've had arguments with church leaders who say, if you consider like our, our messy church a failure because over, you know, the seven years, We've only only had three or four families that have entered our church through Messy Church and who have chosen then to get involved and to join mm-hmm. um, Aldersgate and participate on a Sunday morning or, or whatnot, um, yeah. which, you know, that's a that's enough. That's great. That's yeah. a start. Um, right. That's wonderful. But that wasn't the goal of Messy Church in the first place. Right. Um, and so in that sense, it really does start as a as a fresh expression of church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those two movements kind of happen parallel to each other in the UK around the same time. Yeah. And they have this really lovely working relationship um, because they are so similar. Um, and, it, and it's fun to kind of get to work um, with other creative people and kind of other people who are thinking about church creatively. But with Messy Church, we gather, um, and this is to a certain extent pre-COVID, um, we're going to have to shift the way that other churches have had to shift and, mm-hmm. and are still kind of figuring out what that looks like. But um, we gather, and it's all about kind of hands-on activities, um, art, and prayer that's not just sitting in a pew, but might be moving around or um, singing Um science experiments and food crafts and games and all that kind of stuff. But it's not, some people like to say it's like vacation Bible school, but it's not because it's all ages. Um, Mm -hmm. And so on any given messy church day for us, we'll have um, our 70 year olds um, playing alongside our five year olds with youth serving as helpers and kind of interacting. And so, you know, we end up with five generations, not just in the same room, mm-hmm. but interacting with each other yeah. in a way that they're talking about faith um, mm-hmm. and they're practicing faith together. Sometimes they don't realize they're practicing faith yeah. together. They think they're just, you know, doing an art craft or an art project. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're talking, you know, that they're, they're making a butterfly and they don't even realize that they're, that they're talking about what resurrection looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but those relationships, even within our own church, have strengthened in ways that I feel like what we've done is given our children and our youth a sense of belonging, mm-hmm. um, which is something that is hugely missing from a lot of mainline churches mm-hmm. um, where we've separated our generations out. You know, children yeah. go to children's church, youth go to youth. Um, sometimes they're not even in the same building, right? right and right. then, they, you know, our youth graduate and they never graduate into, so true. Um, you know, with adults, right? So that that's a model of church that has been broken. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't we even, know it. <laughs> it doesn't even feel like their church, right? So exactly. So when so, they there's that that bridge between the time they graduate and the time they come back, that's longer and longer. <laughs> um, exactly. And we haven't we haven't created the space for in between because there's such a lack of familiarity or even relationships with the people that are in the. Uh, quote unquote, growing up congregation. Um, Yeah, yeah, that this affords because you have all of those generations together. And then you have kind of the, um, the the seedbed for relationships and shared faith experiences that you you don't otherwise. 
which is what Messy Church is all about. It's about sharing faith. You know, I mean, sharing it with one another, sharing it within your family, whatever whatever your family kind of looks like within your household. Um, it's a great place for um, for singles, right? To just come and hang out. And I mean, we have some of my best volunteers are in their 70s who either don't have grandchildren or whose grandchildren don't live locally or don't uh-huh. attend our church. So they're not around children very often and they get so much joy um Mm. from being with you know at messy church they just you know they look forward to the next messy church as much as the kids do um because it brings them life and Mm. and they just they've really um sometimes it can be a hard spell um to get them to kind of come for the first time and so you know there are lots of little tricks for hey we need some greeters or hey we need some help in the kitchen or you know whatever but um you know it doesn't take very long before the same group are saying well put me at this at this activity or which one is the messiest activity or I want to be at you know the fun the fun activity or something like that and to your point to your point I mean there's a lot of um, older adults that don't have grandchildren or even have grandchildren close, I would also say there's a lot of kids that don't have a grandparent close exactly. or, or have a living grandparent that yes. they have so much. Um, these older adults have so much to offer. Right. Um, exactly. That it's such an untapped resource in the church that um, that it's a beautiful place for that to to happen. Yeah. Um, I, my, my doctoral research was actually on intergenerational kind of faith formation. And one of the, one of the books that I remember reading, um, Clark and Powell and and their book, Sticky Faith, which is, Mm -hmm. um, a few years old at this point, but, um, some of their points are just, you know, they're, they will always be relevant. Um, and and they talk about the five to one ratio, um, of, of children and adults. And I remember reading that the first time and thinking as a Christian educator, um, as somebody who deals with kind of Sunday school and having to get volunteers and all that kind of stuff, if I had one adult for every five kids, I would be in heaven. Like yeah. that sounds like the most wonderful, you know, ratio. And the scary part kind of for me with that book was that they, you know, it was actually the reverse for every one child. Um, they, they suggest, you know, that it takes five non-parental adults investing in the faith life of that child in order for them to develop a faith at six. And, you know, that's, it seems overwhelming. Like, how do we even create, what kind of models do we create that offer that, that kind of relationship and that ratio and messy church is it. I mean, it's not the only one out there by far, Um, but it is certainly one that has proven to be effective and, um, and to be, um, to be one that can be reproduced. And I, we, we pride ourselves in creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Like that God is creative. And yeah. so we then are called to be creative um, as those who bear the image of God. Yeah. And so when you're part of a movement that embraces that creativity, um, we're, we're very contextual, right? So we have, you know, five core values that are the same, whether you're in Germany or South Africa or Australia or the U.S., the values are the same, um, but how those values kind of play out, you know, every messy church is going to look just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it works in a small rural setting, um, but it also works in, you know, suburban or urban setting. It works um, 
with a bilingual church. We've got, you know, at least one bilingual messy church and more that are kind of looking at at starting. Um, ours, to a certain extent, is, is slightly bi- bilingual, even though most of us are terrible at Spanish. Um, <laughs> you know, some of our kids from our ESL program, uh-huh. they love coming to messy church. And while their parents might not speak English as well, they do. And so we've learned how to kind of communicate across the languages. Um, I am in the same boat with you. We just started a a, a dinner church and um, the community is um, a high percentage of Spanish speaking. And so I'm having to access my um, my high school and college uh, <laughs> Spanish and do some yes. refreshers. But we do have the benefit of have a, having a, a Spanish speaking congregation here um, that mm-hmm. is a part of, of ours here at Mount Pisgah as well. So um, fortunately, we have a lot of uh, bilingual and Spanish-speaking people uh, to help help out along the way because I speak a lot of Spanglish. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, mine's, and, and mine doesn't speak well. You know? <laughs> like, I just don't sound good when I'm yeah. attempting. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've, um, you know, we've had messy churches that have figured out how to, how to do it um, how to do the, the bilingual thing. Um, we have messy churches in the UK and, and here that are focusing on families with children or adults with special needs. Yeah. Um, so and even good. within, yeah. even within our own messy church here though, we wouldn't, I, I remember somebody asking me about like, well, how do you do it? You know, I, I really want to focus on, on this. And I remember thinking, gosh, I don't really know anything about that. And then I started thinking about it and we have several folks and that are active volunteers within mm-hmm. our messy church who are autistic, mm-hmm. who have embraced and enjoy um, messy church. Uh, yeah. you know, it gives them an opportunity to um, to serve in leadership roles um, that maybe they wouldn't have in kind of traditional church. Yeah. And so it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it really is this kind of open, um, all age, creative, Christ-centered kind of focus where we can be messy and it yeah. looks messy and it looks like there's no rhyme or reason to it, but it really does kind of revolve around how do we share faith with each other. Join me next time as we continue the conversation. 